You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining Carly's Couch. We are in the 250s now. Gang, gang. So we have plenty of episodes. If there's any topics you're interested in or think we should talk about, go back and see if we already have because we, we've talked about a lot of things, Carly. All the say. things. I was about to say not all the things because obviously we're here talking about something <laughs> we haven't today. But um, yes, yeah. please just Google Carly's Couch and then whatever the words are. But if there is something you want us to talk about that you do not see, Hit us. Let us know so we can talk about it. Let us know. I'm Lextopia, L-E-X underscore Topia. And this is CC Fierce slash Carly Carpio, depending on (laughs) which platform you get on. Still have that disclaimer. Um, So this week, we're going to start our episode with question from the couch because we did get a lot of interesting responses from this week's question, which was, have you ever had a romantic partner hate on you? And if so, what happened? Yeah, um, I actually, I have not really dealt with that. So personally, um, or, or not to the point where I was like, dad, like, you know, it's really that serious. What about you? I have a lot. In what way? Um, like just minimizing accomplishments or like saying things to make me doubt myself Mm. or feel like, um, if something isn't as good as maybe I think it is. Yeah. And I think a lot about like comments about my body, like, oh, you're getting too skinny when I was trying to get fit mm-hmm. or you're doing too much. Like just all kinds of like you start to notice them like chipping away at your confidence. And I had to like forgive myself because when I was thinking about this question, I started getting angry. Like, dang, why did wow. I stay in those situations? <laughs> but like that was a younger, less healed version of me. And maybe I thought that that was normal or that it was acceptable. And I'm just, like, grateful to see the growth, but I've definitely had yeah. partners. And I think that matches with people-pleasing because you've talked about that, like, oh, you're recovering from people-pleasing. And in those instances, I think that sometimes you attract people who can put you down because it gives you an opportunity to show them something. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times it's like, okay, well, I could do this instead, or you try to change yourself for them. So some of the answers we got... Um, One of them was said, I was excited about working out. I squatted the most I ever had, my personal record. But when I shared it with my boyfriend, he said, oh, I wish that weight was still a workout for me. Oh, (laughs) Yahweh. Um, Another one, and I'm sad for all these, but I was at my graduation party, and my boyfriend said, oh, I mean, it's not really that big of a thing. Everybody graduates. And trying to, like, minimize her joy and excitement. Mm. Yeah, so, like, both of those is, like, you're trying to minimize something that somebody said when... Really, it's like all you have to do is support the person and say congratulations or wow, you did a great job. It's How not hard that hard. Is that? <laughs> it's not that hard. Um, this one I think is interesting. So my last ex would find ways to cut me. So for example, I would cut my hair and instead of complimenting me, he'd say things like, oh, so you think you Beyonce now? Always finding a way to make me second guess how I feel about myself, which sounds similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are, those types of things happen a lot and it's like, they almost want to like keep you at a certain level. Like they don't want you, they literally don't want you to feel a certain way. Um, and I think that's pretty interesting as well. Yeah. This next one. I'm like, ugh. Uh, told me that he made me and that guys didn't like me before <laughs> he started liking me. Okay. Uh, a guy friend of mine said that anytime he lit up a room, she automatically wanted to dim it. And then another, um, there's actually one of my clients before. And she said, I had a major keynote and my phone died. But my, and my girlfriend knew where I was, but still started an argument. So 
before we move on from this, I would say that the main thing I'm seeing here is insecurity. Like that's the ribbon and the thread through all of this is that if you're trying to keep somebody a little bit down, if you are trying to say like, well, I need to be as important as these other things. Like what about me? Or if you don't want them to feel as good about themselves, like that sounds to me kind of like a, the misery needs company and like, I feel some kind of ways. I don't want you to feel some kind of way. Or if you're, if you're all that right now with this haircut, then damn, what does that make me? Like, I think that people make their a reflection on themselves. And a lot of time that's clearly just insecurity projected. Yeah. And so if you find yourself having those thoughts with friends or your partner or people in your life, like really, mm-hmm. really check that. Cause it's rooted in you feeling like you're not enough or that <laughs> they might get too big and leave you. I actually had a friend tell me that not in this conversation, but that he had a girl in the past tell him like, Oh, I think you're going to get too big time and successful. And you're not mm-hmm. going to want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Which it could be valid, but also the problem is if you're trying to hold them back from that or like not supporting them, like that's BS. Um, and then I will say too, like, cause I've been on that side of it. Like I have, I'll notice like if, if I am a little bit more irritable or if I'm like cutting at somebody because I'm like, oh, well you were doing all this and this and this. And what about me? Or, or I've been, I don't say it to them cause I know better, but like, I will have things to say about like a person, the way they look sometimes where it's like, kind of wish it was this, but like, I'm not going to sit here and like cut you down about it. Um, but in any of those instances where you are that person and you feel irritable, it really is a matter of like checking yourself because I can always tell like, um, like one time I, I was getting mad cause, uh, my partner kept asking me every time I talk about going somewhere, they would say like, Oh, what you going to wear? What you going to wear? And this isn't even them cut me down, but I would always be like, man, why are you always ask me that? But really I was mad because at the time I couldn't fit anything in my closet. Aww. So I was like, I, but I thought about, I was like, dang, that's why I get irritated because every time I try to do anything, I'm like going like. Uh, I don't I don't have anything I can wear right now and like I'm not feeling good about myself and so be aware of that and and pay attention to um, where you are because a lot of times that that's your own projections mm-hmm. unfortunately man and, and like you said I think it kind of flows perfectly into this episode because you know sometimes if you find yourself in those situations or with a lot of partners that tend to cut you down it is what you said it is mm-hmm. people pleasing which can lead to you being over-responsible for other people's emotions. Yep, yep, all of that connects. So we're talking about being over-responsible for people's emotions. Um, By that, um, when I think about this, I'm thinking when you are making moves, you are saying things, um, changing what you're doing because you think you know how the other person feels and because you might want to protect how they feel. So... It's very much like an indirect. It's like, and maybe you do know somebody, right? Like people in relationships, for example, you really might know your partner and and you know like, oh, they're being kind of quiet today. Something might be going on. But being over-responsible means you're like, you're having to do too much. And like when you feel like you're walking on eggshells, if you've ever felt like that in a relationship Mm -hmm. or if you're like, I don't know if I can say this or or do this because she might do that. Like that's kind of being over-responsible. What does that mean to you? Is that when you're taking <laughs> taking responsibility of someone's emotions. And what I mean by that is, like, if they're having a bad day, you try to, like, make it your responsibility to make it better, to make them feel better. Oh, uh, yeah. And kind of, like, you know, like, you're the person in control. And if you don't do these mm-hmm. things, then, like, things aren't okay. Hmm. So on that side, I do that part. Like, I, if I can tell, like, they're a little bit off um, or feel some kind of way, I will try to think of, like, or try to do things to or act a way that might make it better. Um, so I do that part. 
I noticed people doing to me more the part that I said, which is probably why it's easier for me to identify that is where, you know, sometimes like I might just be quiet and, um, or I'll ask a question like, uh, Hey, what are you trying to eat for lunch? And they're like, mm, some wings would be good. And I might go like, uh, like <laughs> make a little face on, I mean, or we could do this or we could do that. Or, you know, pizza, like, what do you want? Da, da, da. And it's like, I feel you, I get it. And it, it's almost like you are being kind of considerate, but then like, Little things like that as they keep going, what it turns into is, like, they never say what they want. Like, mm. I noticed, like, after a while, mm. and I didn't even mean to be, like, down their opinion also. I not, and I have to keep reminding them that, or like, oh, you know, my bad. Like, I, you know, I'm reacting with my face or reacting, which is very valid, like, for them to notice that. And yet, then I find us in this conversation of, no, 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 but, like, you know, tell me what, if that's what you want. That's, you know, that let's talk about it. That's all that face is like, eh, let me think about it, or let's talk about it, like, from where, you know, are they going to be fried hard enough? Like, so, <laughs> Valid. So, but but what happens, though, because I'm getting on and off my point again, <laughs> what happens, though, is, like, ongoing, I notice it's always, like, they always ask me, all right, what do you want to eat today? What do you want to eat today? Like, it's always, like, well, let's make sure we cater to you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of blows me because I'm, like, I don't want you to think it has to be that way. And also, I don't want to always feel like I'm making decisions all the time either. So um, from my side, I recognize, okay, let me pay more attention to how I react or while somebody's speaking to me about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then B, I keep having to tell them, like, like, please just speak up. Like, say what you need to say. And, and so for my part, I will take responsibility for making sure that if I'm going to tell somebody this is a safe space, to say what you want to say, then I need to, you know, not push that away by me. But I could also tell this person's very much hyper um, vigilant about, mm-hmm. like, hyper aware of noticing, like, if I'm do like this or if I scream or like, you know, or if I go eh, and all of those things. Um, so I understand all of that kind of from both ways. Is that a bad thing though that they are aware and like notice your emotions mm-hmm. and like care about them? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I there's a big difference in noting and maybe making a observation or saying something about that, as opposed to now let me assume, like oh she's quiet. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say nothing to her. Like I'm not gonna really talk too much to her today because she's being quiet. Meanwhile, you over on the side of the sofa like, dang he don't even like me. He ain't even talking to me. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> you're assuming too much, and you're thinking oh well I need to do this because she seems like this, and you don't really know what's going on. Um, so that leads to ineffective communication. I think that leads to issues that could be avoided if you were just kind of clear about how you actually feel in that moment or asking the person like, hey, how do you feel? Or like, what's going on? Yeah, and I think that that's so important. And that's why I asked the question because I would say that I identify as an empath. Um, what's that? Uh, an empath is someone who is aware of other people's emotions and able to identify with them. Um but it's a little more than that, right? Because when well, people say they're an empath, it's like they feel that. Like if I'm yeah, sad, you start so, feeling sad. That's what it's like. There's a there's a spectrum. Oh, okay. Right, and so it's like you're aware, but then you can like it's like you can put yourself in their shoes and like empathize with their situation and what's going on. You can also walk into a room that said there's levels, and um and like actually feel what's going on and be very affected by energy. And so I would say that that's you know how I am, and so I am really good at reading that. And I don't know if it's like hypervigilance or just a gift or whatever. But I'm really good at sensing those things. Um, When it becomes a problem is what you said, like, and what do I do about it? Whenever it kind of turns into codependency where I Mm -hmm. feel responsible for someone else's emotions and for making them 
you know, feel better and that it's my fault and, and everything. Like I have to fix it or do something. Um, and I start becoming, that's what I mean. That's what we mean. I think when we say over responsible is like that, what do I have to do about this? Or what did I do to do this? And what can I do to fix it? And then it starts to, instead of just feeling everybody's emotions and sensing the situation, it starts to overtake your day and your emotions and everything that's going on in your nervous system. And one thing you're saying about that too, is like needing to fix it or needing to make sure they're okay is where codependency kind of comes in because now it's like, it's not even as much of, Hey, I'm, I want to make sure you're good as much as it is. Now I feel some kind of way. I need this to be right for me to, to either a me to have something to do to fix you or like for me to feel okay. I need to make sure this is going on with you. And that's totally different too. It's really hard actually to like let people feel their emotions and like mm-hmm. let them be in the mood they're in. And I think it's okay too, even if sometimes you're like, man, this is really kind of affecting me. Like, um, even to leave or I don't, I don't know the maybe not rude way to be like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, let you have some time to yourself. Is that what you would like? Cause sometimes you could be like that too and be like, Hey, are you, you know, do you want to be by yourself? And they'd be like, no, not really. And you know, like, dang, if I say I'm, I'm going to be in a salty mood too, but that's where you really have to be, you know, responsible for your own. So, and I think that that's the problem is anytime you're letting what you think someone else needs, either by your assumption or whatever, like override what you need in the moment in your emotions, like that's when it becomes a problem. Like it's great to be aware and intuitive and sense other people's emotions and be able to, you know, be there with them. But the moment you let it yeah. start overtaking your stuff, yeah, in the in the moment you start trying to do too much and you like, I think a telltale sign of this is whenever you start to feel like um, maybe resentful or like you're doing too much mm-hmm. and just like, oh, I'm always doing this stuff and they never doing this. It's like you're doing a lot of stuff that they're not asking for. Yeah, that would be something I would stop right here to challenge you listeners to, like, stop right there. Like, when you notice something, then stop. And, like, don't try to do anything outside of maybe just check in with them. And then whatever answer they give you, it's, like, really actually just listen to them. Um, But we've already mentioned, like, codependency, people-pleasing is kind of ways that, or not ways, but, like, kind of like a root to Mm -hmm. what kind of makes you – kind of more of an over-responsible person. But there's a couple other things, too. Like, I know one of them, for me, can sometimes be avoiding rejection. So, um, you know, if I'm like, oh, I want to get all cuddly, but um, your partner is, like, you know, over to the side or, or turned around a little bit, then I'm like, uh, it look like he's trying to chill. I'm not going to try anything, right? Meanwhile, he probably like, damn, I wish you would initiate something. <laughs> and we both sitting here, like, just whatever. Um, so I think a lot of times that where it's like, even though I want to do something, I'm, I'm thinking, well, he probably, again, keep these keywords in mind. Like, Oh no, nothing. Cause I didn't ask anything or I didn't try. Um, but sometimes I think that that boils down to avoiding rejection. And sometimes that's a big thing for me, for sure. I think that's a huge one. Um, another one is to avoid conflict because you kind of want to control your, your space and be in a safe space. And if you feel like mm-hmm. everybody is like copacetic, then you're good and you don't have to worry about it. So a lot of times it can also be like a protection mechanism and also a little bit of yeah. manipulation. I think sometimes it's manipulation because you're doing things maybe you don't want to or in a way just for things to be okay whenever it might not be true to what you need and want in that moment. Yeah, And maybe in your childhood or in your experience in life, you've just, you've had to be that person to take care of people. So like for a lot of times, like, older Mm -hmm. child or if you're a parentified child and you're used to being like obligated um I have a friend like that too where like they literally feel like hey if I don't help them pay their bills and stuff like stuff just doesn't happen and I'm always like you're being real over responsible and you know 
it's like, I get it though. Cause it's your family. You want to help them out. And yet you never help anybody by continuing to make it so that they need you. And that's just so tough. That's so, so tough when it's your family. So that, that always is still weird because I'm like, I don't really know what to tell you. Like, yes, we can identify we're being over responsible sometimes. Um, and this can move into figuring out like, what do you mm-hmm. do in these situations? But like, you can know and still be like, but how can I not help them? Or how can I not worry about them or pay attention to them, right? Bro, relatable content. And the basic core of codependency, codependency was actually first coined, I think, in the 50s with Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's because it creates this giver-taker relationship that both Mm -hmm. kind of need, right? And you're still enabling people. And so I used to pay um, my mom's bills back in the day when I was engineering. And I remember I almost didn't go to business school because I was so worried about how she was going to pay bills. And I was so concerned, like, I'm not going to be able to help her in this. But then I realized, like, I'm living my life for myself. You know, what is, is there a way that I can live my life for myself and still help her, but also start to develop some boundaries? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first thing I did was, you know, look at my finances and see how much I could actually give and then tell her, like, yo, I love you. And mm-hmm. I support you, and this is what I can do. I cannot do anything more. I'm not going to do anything less. Like, <laughs> this is it. This is it. And, like, you know, set a boundary. And it was so hard because I felt like, dang, my mama, bro. Like, I'm letting mm-hmm. her down. Like, you know, all that. She only has me. But then a lot of that shit is a lie. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of that shit is a lie. And then the moment you step away from situations like figure that, it out. <laughs> miraculously, everything was good. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I kept trying to say, too. I'm like, you know, they probably have friends, other family et cetera, et cetera, and at least empower them to, like, maybe try to figure something else out. Um, But I get that that's hard. So the biggest thing you just said that I think is one of the biggest takeaways for this conversation about being over-responsible is setting boundaries. Um, And setting boundaries so that you are okay with yourself on what you're willing to give and do and, like, be who you are and, like, this is what, this is where I'm at. Um, and being able to separate that from, like, where I think you're at um, is big. So um, definitely if we, when you set boundaries, you'll feel less resentful because at least you're doing what you want to do. I think that's very important. And I know, like, anytime you say this because it, t- it needs some context sometimes, and it, it sometimes it's a little bit more complex than just making the statement. Um, but at the end of the day, quite frankly, like, literally you will not go on doing what you want to do and putting yourself first, like, super period. And then as soon as I say that, somebody be like, yeah, you right. Let me go to the bar instead of take care of my kids. And it's like, let's not be obtuse. That's, you know, that's <laughs> like also taking care of your child is the best thing for you unless you want CPS to come through or unless you want to go to jail. So yeah. it's like, if you really want to get into it, cool, but like, don't be stupid about it. But, um, and you can tell that got real personal. Cause every time I say something, you know, how people online, like just try to go off and like some other tangent to prove you wrong. And it's like, that doesn't make sense either. Um, but you will never be mad if you actually say no or actually at least speak what you want. Even if you end up compromising for something later, say what you want to do and do what you want to do. And the first step of that is knowing what you want. So you really have, this is a self journey to figure out what you have, but I Mm -hmm. will say it also improves your relationship so much because you're not doing stuff out of obligation. You're doing stuff because you want to, and you feel good about it and you're not overextending. Like there is just, yeah. ridiculous benefits, limitless benefits of choosing yourself first and then setting boundaries around that. And it sucks at first and it's really hard. And you, look, I got off the phone and cried. So like, it might be really tough, but then like mm-hmm. it only improves things. Yeah. Because to your point, it's like you get to focus on your values and like being true to yourself. And then everything just feels more comfortable and aligned. It also 
for most people sometime from your life, if you set a boundary uh, around something and people keep trying to bust that boundary and or push it, don't respect it, then it kind of shows you like, all right, this isn't where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so like earlier in all those examples we were given from the questions from the couch, it's like, okay, like, can you recognize like what this is, be able to have conversations. And then the hardest part about this again is setting the boundary to like, you know what, this doesn't match with me. So I got to dip out. Yeah. It's important. Um, and if you are not doing those boundaries, and if you're always overextending, like it's cliche, but you can't pour it from an empty cup. So make sure mm-hmm. you are you have boundaries on your time, your bread, whatever you need to take care of yourself. Yeah, that's good. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways. Um, because also everything isn't like that super important. Like mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, I'm I'm over here going like, eh, because he mentioned getting wings. And I'm like, I kind of want a five-star, like, <laughs> extra OD course. Um, but, like, also, <laughs> that's not high. that's not the deepest thing, right? Um, but when it comes to your money, your time, to where, like, I know people who, like, they wake up upset, like, and it's like, oh, what's it going to be today type thing, right? Where it's like, you're letting everybody run your world. And so at the end of this episode and at the end of this, like, conversation about being over-responsible for, people, for people's emotions, the biggest key is to... Try to be over-responsible for yourself. Like, the way that you are so cognizant of how other people might feel, what they're doing, how can you help, how can you fix, what can you do for yourself? How do you feel right now? What if you honored how you feel as much as you're trying to honor what you think somebody else needs or how they feel? Like, that can make a world of difference. And then you're really moving and living in a space that will feel good for you. Yeah, so hit us this week. Let us know how that goes. The only thing I'm going to add is, like, Ask questions. Stop assuming shit. When yeah, it comes to other big. people about their feelings, about what they want, about what they need, about how you can help. I literally asked somebody that I have felt like over responsible for in the past, like, how can I help? How can I support you? And they're like, I'm good. You're already doing everything you need mm-hmm. to. And I was like, oh, damn, because I had all these things I wanted to do. And they were like, I just need you to chill. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be mad later because it's like, oh, man, I only got $8 right now. I shouldn't have did all that extra stuff that they didn't ask for. <laughs> you know? And and being bold with what you want. Like, mm-hmm. so in the case of me, like, instead of being like, oh, they probably don't want to do nothing. Like, just be bold. Say what you need to say. Go do what you need to do. Yeah. Ask what you need to ask. Um, but, yeah, life has told us, I think, and showed us a lot of times that we have to, like, tread lightly. And I think that that's something for us to get out of so if you feel like you've been over responsible for people's emotions and or if you have people in your life that seem like they're over responsible for yours and it kind of is icky a little bit to you um pay attention to that this week have the conversations you need to have um and see how you can be more responsible for yourself yeah and share this episode with a friend or with oh, people who you know in your life over responsible for you or others um and also comment on the episodes so we can have a conversation let us know 